Fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by BSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a BSIN Pro Annual subscription when you use promo code SGP. BSIN.com slash subscribe promo code BSIN. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Brett's, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I was waiting for you to end it. He's he's watch he's wa- busy watching these games, watching these fantasy football lineups down to the very end here. Um, we're gonna dive into it. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host Emerson Beery. Justin, how you doing today, my friend? Doing good, doing good. As you said, sweating it out. Yeah, keeping up to date with every last fantasy point scored here in Week Three, getting ready for Week Four. But you know, having these doubleheader games now on Monday Night Football making things a lot more interesting for fantasy, whether you need to know to start people or you're just, you know, sweating out multiple games. You have, you know, four teams here with potential fantasy players on it. So I am down to the nitty gritty. I've got a good lead here. One player up against four. I should be able to pull it out, but yeah, it's coming down to it. I need this Tampa Tampa Bay game to end like now. Yeah, I took the uh, I took the under on Jalen Hart. Hurts passing yards, and he just went over it actually right before we went Ouch. on. Unfortunately, I'm Ouch. sweating out a couple of Rashad White player props too. I'm hoping that yeah he gets a little bit more work here. But you know, I purposely didn't ask about it before the show, but I just wanted to get what's what's your thoughts? Uh, my Chiefs put it on you this weekend. It was a tough that game was, for the uh, Chicago Bears. That was a hurting. That was a hurting. I was thankful that DJ Moore was able to leave with at least a touchdown. I appreciate that. The Bears offense. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, eh, at least you're getting some spend on that uh, number one overall draft pick, you know, uh, uh, draft uh, capital that you gave up for DJ Moore. Woohoo! That's awesome. But uh, other than that, you know, not many good things to say about the Bears offense. I thought that the Chiefs were a little bit remedial. I thought I felt this was more like practice for them. So didn't really learn a lot from them this week either. Uh, you know, it was a tough game. You know, Fields, of course, another tough game. Did you just about to say it's him. a tough game? A tough game for Fields, not for my Kansas oh, yeah. City Chiefs. No, it was a field day for the Chiefs. Uh, every single uh, running back uh, uh, actually was fantasy viable. If you, you could you could have started Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Isaiah Pacheco, and Jarek McKinnon and walked away fairly happy. So it was one of those weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Waiver Wire Fantasy Football Podcast that we're going to be covering some of the biggest waiver wire fantasy football questions of the week to begin justin we are going to go over to the sgpn fantasy football discord i lost mike williams this week thank god he balled out on his way out but he is re- replacing him but replacing him is as easy as spending a lot on palmer or making sure i get him or should i look elsewhere for reference this is this is to sub my flex spot also considering johnston but we've seen less of him so far I'll kick it over to you first. Yeah, Josh Palmer, going to be a big ad this week. I think you might be able to start to spend a little bit more. We're getting, getting, uh, obviously, well into the season now, about a quarter of the way through. I think that you might be able to spend around that 8 to 10% that we're kind of consistently talking about with a little bit more comfort. 
Obviously, there's going to be more moves to be made throughout the season, but this is going to be a big ad just based off of how often this team is passing the ball. Justin Herbert has the one of the he's one of the fifth highest uh, passing yard uh, leaders this season. I know CJ Stroud is up there as well Tua, Kirk Cousins. So they're passing the ball a lot, especially with Eckler out. Obviously, he's going to come back at some point. Uh, and you're also not seeing you know, good things from Josh Kelly. So I'm expecting a very healthy bump for Josh Palmer. I would feel good about spending a little bit more on him. What do you think about going with Quentin Johnston as an alternative, maybe as a, you know, a lesser spend option? You know, you know, it's so funny because, you know, I was gearing up to do, you know, just on a quick side note, I was just gearing up to, like, give a big Justin Herbert spiel, and I just have to dial myself back in. I'm just like, this is the waiver wire fantasy football podcast. We're not talking about Justin Herbert, <laughs> uh, who it was my quarterback for before in Dynasty rankings and is certainly going, maybe making an argument to move up. But, this, yes, like I said, waiver wire show today. Josh Palmer, I was just talking about on another uh, in an article I was writing for somebody else that I would spend upwards of 20% of my fab budget on Josh Palmer. Quentin Johnston, I think, I don't know if he, he is going to be acquired cheaper. I think there are going to be some Quentin Johnston believers, high draft capital. Even though he the snap difference was, was stark between the two last week, Josh uh, Palmer had over 60% of the snaps. I believe Quentin Johnston was somewhere in the 20s. I think Quentin Johnson will still have his supporters, so I still think he'll go pretty close to that. Quentin Johnson is a player I would prefer to spend. I would spend 10%, you know, maybe a couple of dollars above that to try to get Quentin Johnson. That's my range for those players. But I'm certainly uh, must roster both players this week. Like you said, this is one of the most prolific passing attacks in the NFL, especially with so many offenses struggling actually this season. You know, just with Joe Burrow, we're watching it right now. Jalen. Mm-hmm. That passing attack isn't 100% getting it going. You just have so many options in this Los Angeles Chargers unit. I'm very excited about that. You know, where, where are, is, are these players that, you know, like these are actually players that are regularly uh, available, right? I always talk, joke about like I was just joking on Twitter today. Like everybody talks about like they're mentioning these players. I'm like they aren't on the right. They aren't on waiver wire. Watch. They aren't on waiver wire. So, yeah, yeah, Joshua Palmer, Quinn Johnson, regularly available mm-hmm. on waiver wires in your leagues. <clears throat> Uh, I wouldn't say all of them, but I believe they're available in the majority of Yahoo leagues. Okay. Yeah, they're they're available in most of you know in most of my sleeper leagues as well. But I am mostly in dynasty leagues on sleeper, so mm-hmm. my exposure to redraft is limited. But they are both available. I'm certainly going to be submitting some claims. Another question from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord: Derek Schrader asks, Tank Dell is available. Is it safe to drop Josh Kelly for him? Kelly should have been better in the Minnesota game and lost me my matchup. Too bitter of a move. I would I would consider who else you might have available. Josh Kelly is somebody I just have a hard time letting go of because Austin Eckler is in such a high-volume role that exposes him more to injury. This is such a prolific offense. I know he's disappointed the last couple weeks. It's tough for me to let go of Josh Kelly, but if that is the only alternative to Tank Dell, I would be dropping Josh Kelly for Tank Dell. Tank Dell has been very impressive, reinventing what we think of as a traditional wide receiver. They've carved out a large role for him in a much better passing attack than I think most of us anticipated mm-hmm. in Houston. Obviously, Robert Woods and Nico Collins are kind of the predominantly the, still the ones out there. But Tank Dell, like I said, they're drawing up a lot of plays for him. Somebody certainly to be very excited about. What's your thoughts? No, I 100% agree. Very good situation. Stroud actually has the fourth most passing yards right now, right behind Justin Herberts from our previous conversation. So those guys are third and fourth in the league in total passing yards. So a lot of opportunity for Tank Dell. And I agree with you. You probably should try for another option. Maybe somebody else that's a little bit more waiver wire worthy, you know, when you're considering a drop candidate over Josh Kelly. But if all your running backs are healthy, you know, if you're not you know, starting Kelly to fill in for, you know, a missing David Montgomery or Nick Chubb or a Saquon Barkley, then I think you're fine as long as you do have depth at the position. But if not, then I do think he's a worthy hold for right now, just as a wait and see candidate. But he has not been overly impressive, though, the, these past few games without Eckler. So I would say, you know, he's probably one more game away from kind of like being right in that territory. How much are you spending on uh, Tank Dell this week on the waiver wire if he's there? I would say probably upwards of 12 or 14%.
I would go as high as 20 even. You know, I think Tank okay. Dell's a difference maker. You know, I just feel like, you know, especially it just depends, you know, in shallower formats, I would spend mm-hmm. less, you know, if, if you have two wide receivers and a flex or something like that. And, you know, three wide receiver, multiple flex spots, you have uh, a lot of players that are already rostered. I would be a little bit more aggressive. Before we continue on, though, I just want to give a couple more shout outs to our sponsors. One of the best ones being Game Time. Whenever I am shopping for, I love to talking about Game Time because of the fact that, you know, I've been on many of the other big ticket places, shopping websites before, and it is such a struggling, you know, just such a struggle every single time. High ticket prices, you know, it, the ticket availability, not getting to see exactly where you're at. Game time doesn't do that to you. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun that you're going to have. You know, like I always talk about every single week here with Game Time, I am always perusing which Kansas City Chiefs game I'm going to be going to this year. I usually try to hit two or three, one of them being the Denver one in Denver. Concert tickets as well, my favorite rock and roll. I'll be going to Avenge Sevenfold actually this week in Denver, which will nice. be very cool. Got that. Let's ride. Let's ride. Exactly. I'm always looking for rock shows, and the best place to do that is on the Game Time app. Certainly check it out. Flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and job and job loss protection as well. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 100 percent of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive as well. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And, of course, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5 from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500 as well. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Total of $2 million in prizes all season long. $100K in prizes this week. 10K to 10 people this week as well. New sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. You know, like I always talk about every week, my favorite lines are usually the passing plays Patrick Mahomes going below the numbers Jalen Hurts Josh Allen going below that their big passing stats I like to hit those star players and usually they're they're a little bit more priced up because of the fact that people love taking the overs on those players so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn okay we're back diving into the rest of the waiver wire podcast here pulling up my next set of questions just give me one moment oh yes another question from the sgpn face football discord andy donatella Ask. I started off 3-0 and in my home league and have $100 of fab available. It's a good roster, but I want to add some depth. Is it crazy to be looking at Adam Thielen or DJ Shark, who are both available? Who do you prefer and why, and how much should I spend on each 12-team PPR? I'm going to go with Thielen just because he's the guy that I have been on the most out of the offense throughout the offseason just based on his experience, kind of that same theory that uh, we've discussed about Robert Woods with the Texans. Like that experience is just going to keep him on the field. He's going to play a lot of snaps. Obviously, easy easy to say after this week's uh, production, right? Massive receiving work. Uh, I think eleven catches, one hundred and forty plus receiving yards. Absolutely ridiculous stat line from Adam Thielen. Haven't seen that in a while. Not sure I expect that to be the case every week, especially with the lingering return of Bryce Young, whenever that may be. 
I would be more willing to spend a little bit on Thielen in your situation specifically. I would certainly not overspend, especially with how much of a lead you have. If you're 3-0, and I'm, I'm sure there's only one or maybe two other teams that are also with a similar record. Uh, so I wouldn't overspend, but sure, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity. Adam Thielen is my preference as well. I actually, you know, Adam Thielen was somebody I anticipated having a little value before the season. Uh, you know, yeah, 14 targets, 145 yards, and a touchdown this week. At, the veteran is always going to be right where the rookie expects the rookie wants to, you know, you're, for a rookie signal caller, well, I know it was Andy Dalton this week, but going forward for a rookie signal caller, you know, veterans like Adam Thielen are always going to be exactly where they're expecting, exactly where the playbook draws them up to be, so. I do expect him to be the most viable pass catcher here. DJ Shark not getting quite that volume with Bryce Young in the lineup. I, you know, I actually, you know, for next week, I would, you know, I actually think Andy Dalton would probably be better for the fantasy weapons in this offense, but, you know, that's not going to be the case going oh, 100%. forward. 100%. Hopefully, Bryce Young continues to develop, but it is a, it's rough circumstance. You know, the offensive line isn't very good around him. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. there's something to be desired in this wide receiver core as well. But Adam Thielen, somebody, I wouldn't break the budget on him. He's somebody I would only spend five to seven percent on. How about you? No, I I agree. Like I said, you don't want to overspend on him or Shark. I think that Shark, you know, coming down with the touchdown is nice, but you know, it's one field breaker, right? I mean, he only had four catches. Miles Sanders still had more catches than him. What I like about both of those players is that they led the team in snaps for the receiver position. That's what I like. Is you're getting a good opportunity now that Shark is actually healthy. Thielen is supposed to be that guy anyways. That's why they gave him some money to come in, you know, lead a young group as they kind of, you know, bridge forward with Bryce Young at quarterback. But obviously, you know, they're looking a little bit better with Andy Dalton. Dalton was looking fantastic. He was getting the ball out quick. He was getting into his getting it to his guys uh, efficiently and, you know, very quick off the snap, like I said. So I think that he should be their, uh, you know, their guy for now, at least going forward until Young is 100 percent healthy and maybe can learn under him uh, a little bit more. Uh, Dalton, that is. Yeah, I think uh, it could be rough sledding for the rest of this offense. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, my preferred options. Moving over to what everybody is excited, you know, the biggest storyline of the day. That is Devon A. Chain. Steve Campbell from Twitter asked, or Devon A. Chan, I'm sorry, correct myself. Uh, We had a correction from uh, A. Chan himself who said that's what he prefers, the pronunciation of it. So Devon A. Chan and Raheem Mostert are available in my league. How should I handle trying to get at least one of them? I have $100 fab and am one and two. Feels like both guys are must starts going forward. Raheem Mostert's available in your league. Whew, man, you drop $100 on both of them because as you can't get both. And I, at least Raheem Mostert, I'm dropping full $100. I'm probably dropping uh, $100 on HN as well, knowing that you can't get both. So, yeah, is, is there any other way to handle that? I don't know, man. I mean, that was an amazing game, but do you expect either of them to score over two rushing touchdowns again this season? No, but given the running okay. back landscape, uh, Mostert's no, a uh, Mostert's an RB one. He's an RB one no, no. until he goes so down. So is Devin A. Chain. Devin A. Chain no, fi- or A. Chan. So. Devon A. Chan. He finished as the running back one this this week. I know, but like you know, consider at the beginning of the game when it was remotely. And competitive it was it was most to start the way like i think that'll change like i think hn's going to get a lot of work going forward don't get me wrong i'm very excited mm-hmm. but i still think Mostert is the lead back in this field no, for agree. at least the time mm-hmm. being uh hn certainly not somebody built to take on an extremely heavy rushing workload i know he he had a lot of success versus the denver broncos the denver broncos mm-hmm. don't have a very good front seven though uh, of course jalen waddle wasn't healthy either you know yep. when we see this offense at full strength i do think you know th- this is the best game a chance going to have all year i of course you know what i mean like he's, he can't match this again but i do think he can be a fringe rb2 i do think he is mm-hmm. a low-end rb2 next week you know right on that line just because you look at the rest of the running back landscape it's a lot of hit and miss players as well i right. think mike mcdaniels is one of the most creative play callers in the nfl so yeah, are, are, is there any other way that you are you? How much fab are you spending on these players this week? I'm certainly not going all in. We didn't even talk about uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who's coming back most likely after week four. I mean, this uh, this could get factor, really ugly. There's an injury. If one of them goes down, I think Jeff Wilson will factor in like he usually does. 
Well, yeah, I'm just saying, though, if, if he gets back, they might start working all three of those guys. I mean, I don't want to go spend the whole hundo on either of these guys, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure mustard's available. You have to spend it on mustard. Like, I think a hundred dollars, like Raheem Mostert, what you just said, like, oh, yeah, if one of them gets hurt, like, that's Raheem Mostert. That's what, that's He's what he got does. more durable. He's becoming more durable. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think, but, you know, his body is being more conditioned. You know, after taking so many hits and being injured so often, his yeah. body is becoming more accustomed. And I I don't know about spending. I mean, again, did they did they say what size the league is? Ten team. Okay, well that makes a little bit more sense why they're available first off. And I just yeah, I don't know if you need to spend a whole hundo in a ten team league on on a running back. I mean, if it's that bad, by all means. But I would still say like you know forty or fifty is like just as bold. I. I just feel like just completely empty in the war chest on one huge performance. Like you said, if A-Chan isn't going to do it, if he's not going to repeat it, what's the likelihood that Mostert will repeat this level of production as well? I mean, obviously, he's he's still going to be the guy, but I don't he's know. He's been one That's of the best running backs in the NFL this season. He's, <laughs> he's forced the second most forced tackles missed in the entire NFL oh. this year. Seven touchdowns. His team won 70 to 20. His team won 70 to 20. It's they can't well do that every this. week. This guy is a must start. He's an RB. He's a top twelve running back easily every single week. You know, you're starting. Yeah, I mean, he's must start. He's I, easily. You drop. You empty I say whole, that, whole and then off. I really want them to score seventy every week because that means I'm going to make you know three million dollars on underdog, all my Tyree yeah. kill shares. No, you want Mostert. You want Achan. All these players. I would definitely spend it all on Mostert, and then Achan. You know, it's I. You know, at least eighty. You know, I think you're going to need 70, 80 bucks to to fit to get him. So I'd be willing to drop it. I mean, the devil I, you on know, your shoulder, Emerson Beery, ladies and gentlemen. Spend it all. You can't I, uh, spend did, it when you're dead. I, in my in my uh, casual like kind of friend league, I did pick him up Sunday morning before I saw that he was available, and I saw you know that he had, was going to maybe had a little more opportunity. I picked him up. So one of my my big waiver wire steal of the year, nice. hopefully, but. Nice. Before we continue on here, I just want to give one more shout-out to our friend over at BSIN. This show is brought to you by BSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a BSIN Pro Annual subscription when you use promo code SGP. BSIN Pro Annual subscription is great for betting splits, premium mouse, and 24-7 video access. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other BSIN shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. Step one, go to bsin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Step two, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bsin to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits you, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to bsin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP, then sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bsin to submit. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and gate lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And, of course, if you are listening, if you wouldn't mind giving a like, rating, wherever you may be listening, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it would really help us out so much, and it means a lot. Moving on here over to our next set of questions. Ben Rodriguez from Facebook asks, can I drop Justin Fields for C.J. Stroud? Fields is killing my lineup, and Stroud feels like a safer play based on the passing yards. I'll kick it over to you first, Justin. Wow. Defend your boy Fields. Can I? I mean, I think you. I, I think you have another player you can drop other than Justin Fields. I think that's that that feels like a bold overreaction. So I'm going to say no. But I think that streaming 
Stroud might be a good idea. I think they play Pittsburgh next week. I don't know if that's the spot to do it, but as I said earlier, Stroud, fourth most passing yards in the NFL right now as a rookie. It's impressive. And the weapons that he's doing with doing it with make it more impressive. So I am high on him. I picked him up this week and started him in a 14-team league over Geno Smith, and that paid off. So I, I am not against it in a, in a situation. Does it say how many teams? Let me look here. It says it does not say the amount of teams. Yeah, I mean, if it was a 14-team league, I mean, I, that would be pretty deep, and I could see the, the need to make that move. But I also see the need to hold on to Justin Fields you know, throughout the season, for sure. I mean, there's there's bound to be a matchup where he's going to flourish if he isn't somebody that you can start week in and week out. I don't know if we really know what he is yet for this season, at least from a fantasy perspective. I think for the team getting wins and losses, it looks like they're probably going to have a lot more losses on the docket. And that's not just because of Justin Fields. It's because other than the Denver Broncos, we've allowed the most points against. Obviously, Broncos a bit of an outlier, letting seventy getting dropped on them. You know, just saying. Bears should probably have the the worst defense in the league. Numbers are a little bit inflated, but yeah, going to be a tough situation. I think Stroud look, looking really good feels a little bit more trustable in the near future. But hold on to Fields and or try to trade Fields if if that's the case. Don't drop him. Don't don't give him away for nothing. Yeah, this Denver Broncos team just did get pasted by 70 points, and that will be the toilet bowl this weekend. To maybe to decide the landing place for Caleb Williams next season, a potential destination, the Chicago Bears versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I can't drop fields yet. Man, I, I definitely I don't feel good. I don't know if I feel good about starting him this week, though. Um, C.J. Stroud's taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who do have a solid front seven. J.J. Watt coming after you. Mm-hmm. That that makes it tough. I do want to try to fit C.J. Stroud in my lineup this weekend over Justin Fields, just because I have to, I cannot trust him until he at least shows something out there. So I would be exploring who else I could drop. If you have, if you there's nobody else and you're down, just you have to do the quarterbacks. I would hold Justin Fields, I suppose, for one more week. Mm-hmm. But yes, next week if this doesn't happen, he's he's he ha- he might have to go. You know, it's uh it's definitely coming down to the last couple weeks here for me. I don't think he's like a must hold the entire season if he doesn't get it here together here at some point. So with that, we'll continue on here. The next question is from Twitter. It is Marvin Jones. Michael Nelson asks. Ma- Marvin Jones has scored touchdowns in back to back weeks. Have we seen the best of him? What did I say? Jones. Oh, Marvin Mims, yes. Not Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is toast, everybody. You don't need to be picking him up off your waiver wire. Marvin Mims has scored touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Have we seen the best of him? And can I drop Kadarius Toney for Marvin Mims? Yeah, you can definitely make that move. There might be a better... I mean, there might be a better receiver out there. I mean, I, I think that you probably want Josh Palmer over Marvin Mims. I mean, Marvin Mims isn't – he still isn't playing the majority of snaps at the receiver position. So, you know, that feels like kind of a reach. But if some of these other players that we've mentioned are not available or you're afraid to spend too much or you don't have a severe need, you're just maybe looking to stash a player, I would say Marvin Mims. But – He's not playing an overwhelming uh, amount of the snaps. I mean, you have a healthy Jerry Judy now. Sutton, other than the fumbles, is looking, you know, pretty solid. So I, I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like a must do, a move you have to make. But I'm certainly okay with the Kadarius Tony part of it. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd spend a buck or you know try to get him for free. You know, I would drop Kadarius Tony negative uh, one yard this week. One, two snaps. I think, two snaps. Yeah, I know he was heads on the injury report, but he's just never going to be a full-time player at this point. If he's not grasped the offense and is just not out there full-time, he's never going to be. Rashi Rice and Sky Moore do appear to be emerging as the preferred top two options in this offense, maybe along with Justin Watson, Marcus Valdez-Scantling taking a little bit of a back seat, um, but he is still out there in two wide receiver nets uh, sets that should be noted, but Nonetheless, Marvin Mims, I do think that role can grow later on in the season. 
Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, I think are the established top two targets for now. Jerry Judy got some, uh, thank God, got some fantasy points for me in mop-up duty yesterday a little bit. But mm-hmm. yes, Marvin Mims, I somebody I would only spend a dollar on or, you know, 1% of my fab budget on if I was going to spend anything. But certainly somebody you can try to get off for free as well. Sam Ramirez from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asks, not a waiver question. I'm looking to acquire Jordan Love in a super flex league. The team who drafted him has other healthy quarterbacks and he's on the trade block. I lost Rodgers and have Sam Howell and Trevor Lawrence. Considering offering up Brian Robinson or George Pickens plus Sam Howell, which option do you prefer? I think I prefer to hold on to Brian Robinson. So I would say George Pickens. I don't think I don't I'd know be if that surprised does it. if I'd be surprised if either one would get it done. Brian Robinson, I I would yeah, I would do either of those trades. I would give up Brian Robinson or George Pickens and Sam Howe for Jordan Love in a Superflex League. Mm-hmm. And my preference actually would probably probably be to give up Brian Robinson. I you know, I'm a I I like young, talented wide receivers. George Pickens is is one mm-hmm. of those players. So I would actually probably choose to pick up Brian Lee uh, to trade away Brian Robinson, but I still think you need to add to probably both those deals uh, at least a running back, wide receiver three, somebody with some young talent, maybe a second round pick, maybe mm-hmm. like a that Tank Dell type, somebody like that, oh, no. an emerging talent. Yeah, Hold that's what I mean. Tank. You got to pay up for a, super, a quarterback in super flex leagues. At least that's what most people are going to make you do. So just because of that, I think you're going to have to add a little bit. Ventro in the live chat. Who should I start next week? Tank Dell or Zay Flowers or Tyler Lockett? Wide receiver available and a flex spot. So pick two of three, Justin. Pick two of three? Oh, man. That's it's tough to leave out uh, Tyler Lockett. I think they're playing the Giants. Ooh, that's tough. I'm not sure who the Ravens are playing, but Zay Flowers played over – 90% of the snaps continues to look good. They're just not passing Browns, the ball enough, good though. De- a good defense in the Browns. Yeah, I guess you'd have to stay out. I mean, Tank Dell going up against the Steelers, you're not going to feel amazing about that. But I think that somewhere in that game, you're going to see the need to get the ball out in space to Tank Dell. The running game hasn't been there. Their offensive line has been bad. Pierce and Singletary can't get going on the ground. And that's why you're seeing so many of the receivers being like hyper-targeted, like, not this week, but last week they all had at least nine targets. This week, obviously, Tank Dell played a lot better. Maybe he dips a little bit, maybe under the century mark, but probably still has a better showing. So I'll go lock it and Tank Dell next week. It's it's that's a tough one. I do expect Nico Collins to have probably a bigger role than he had this past weekend. Kind of took a backseat to Tank Dell. Yeah, you know, but I'm probably going to have to lean that way, too. There are probably better days ahead for Tyler Lockett against this Giants defense. Mm-hmm. So it would be close. Zay Flowers has certainly been getting the targets and the opportunities like, but that just Baltimore passing Lockett's, attack is not hit. Lockett's been getting the touchdowns. That's That's been a bugaboo for me. I have a ton of exposure to DK Metcalf. I need some DK Metcalf touchdowns, please, Gino. Come on, dial them up in that red zone, please. Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, getting all the tutties, all the love. Drive me crazy. I love – I'm doing a lot of victory laps on Kenneth Walker. So it's it's, it's very fun on Twitter. So I've, I've enjoyed all the uh, Zach Charbonnet uh, lovers. Uh, you know, they're having to eat it a little bit this week, which is good. The Gnarly Bro in the live chat asks, yo, what's up, guys? What's your opinion on this trade? Debo Samuel – and Puka for C.D. Lamb and Zay Flowers. What is your thoughts, Justin? I'll take the C.D. Lamb and Zay Flowers side. I really like Puka a lot, but I expect Cooper Cup to be back at some point, and his ceiling is going to be much lower. I think you and I are both lower on Debo overall this season. He's played a lot better than I think we expected. I think just the presence of having a 100% healthy Brock Purdy has obviously given a little bit more uh, life to Debo's stat lines and his potential in fantasy. Uh, but at the same time, that's a run-heavy offense. I like the opportunities for Lamb and Zay Flowers down the stretch of the season, just being number one guys in their uh, in their offense. Yeah, you know, I'm always a guy who maybe I'm a little late to always the hype train, but Puka back down to earth this week. 
There is still three so minutes far. left in we're, the third. Yeah, quarter. we're in the third. We're in the third, but four receptions for 35 yards. You know, I still think that, of course, I think this early season stuff is going to end up being a little bit of a ad, ad, admiration, admit, admiration. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know what you're trying to say. Tell me. Uh, Use an, an admira- example. An odd, like, I'm trying to say it'll end up being like, you know, anomaly? these first two. An, an, an anomaly is one word for it. It wasn't the word I was looking for, but anomaly will work. First okay. two games will, will be an anomaly. <laughs> I, I was I was throwing out – I needed a uh, life vest. I needed a something that would throw me a lifeline, Justin, and you left me hanging. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I thought I, I left you hanging. I thought I gave you the word. Yeah, you gave me an okay word. You gave me like a like a word that that's that a life jacket, pal. That is a life jacket. <laughs> that is a life jacket. That is a life jacket. I would never um, let you drown. How dare you? Um, but I still think I'm taking CD Lamb here. Zay Flowers, the more mm-hmm. talented wide receiver, I believe, in the long run over Puka. I know most people would probably take Puka over him even in a dynasty league, but I'm still a Zay Flowers believer myself. So. I am leaning C.D. Lamb in that trade. Moving on here from Reddit, Remy Malone asks, is it safe to drop Khalil Herbert? I'm looking to add Josh Downs or Romeo Dubs. Should I hold Herbert 12-team PPR? You'd like to say yes, right? Again, kind of given the running back market, how it's already pretty beat up. You would assume you'd have to hold Herbert. I mean, I have to start him. <laughs> you know, missing guys again like David Montgomery, Nick Chubb in my lineups. Like, that's what I'm left with is a lot of uh, Khalil Herbert and waiting for Alvin Kamara to come back, you know? So I I like Josh Downs. I like that opportunity that he's getting. Got a lot of targets. But does that go away with a healthy Anthony Richardson? I think so. I don't, I don't know if that's sustainable season long. It's kind of a similar situation with Romeo Dubes, you know, like he's going to have Christian Watson coming back. We kind of already saw him boom, then bust, and now boom again. I don't know what your thoughts on him are, but I, me, I'm, I'm pretty uneasy still. I think the Packers offense is a lot better than what I expected it to be, but I don't know if with Watson coming back that Jordan Love can cater to two fantasy-relevant receivers. That's That's to be seen. Plus, they were out without Aaron Jones this week. I'm certain that he carves out a bigger role once he's fully healthy again, which doesn't seem to be that far off. He did get in a limited practice on Friday before uh, just not playing this week. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to overinvest. I mean, obviously, those guys scored more fantasy points this week, but I feel like the position value for Herbert is still there. Roshan isn't looking amazing. He's not looking like he's just better than Herbert. I kind of feel like I want to hold, but I, I, I see the appeal of both of those players. What what are your thoughts here? Can you sell me on, on either of these guys? Uh, Romeo Dubbed, you know, it's always been, you know, his rapport with Jordan Love does date back to last season. I do think this is going to change quite a bit, though, when we do see Christian Watson and Aaron Jones out there. I prefer Jaden Reed, actually, the talent and the player over Romeo Dubs as well. So I definitely see that being a target constraint there. Josh Downs, subject to yeah. some up and down performances like right. with with Anthony Richardson as his quarterback. I'm holding Khalil Herbert here just for my preference on holding running backs, starting running backs particularly. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything were to happen to Roshan, you know, or something like that. Of course, you'd have a guy who's getting a full workload all of a sudden, and that's not unheard of. So, you know, I I always prefer to stash my running backs. Particularly, I don't like to put any starting starting running backs on the waiver wire in any uh, redraft leagues, particularly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my thoughts there. You know, I haven't I I don't feel good about Khalil Herbert. This, you know, I'm probably you know I do have Khalil Herbert in one league. I can think of particularly that I think I'm just going to have to probably put him on the bench this week. Uh, you know, Devon A Chain A Chan is somebody that I'm probably going to be putting ahead of him this week. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, call me a victim of, you know, one week. But, yeah, he's certainly, certainly I'm going to have to play ahead of him. And I'm hoping that David Montgomery comes back sooner rather than later, too. Up next Recency year, bias. That's another life jacket sword you're looking for. Recency bias. Recency bias. There we go. Yeah. It's a life jacket. <laughs> Thank you. 
Philip Turner from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asks, is now an okay time to add Jamison Williams? I'm most likely going to be 3-0 after tonight's game. I have a lead and two extra players still to go. Wondering if I can wait it out. I feel like it would be just draw more attention to him. I could drop Traylon Burks or Darnell Mooney for him. Mm, I'd say it's early. I would, I would say it's early. I would probably say to wait on those two players as well. See if anything happens, if you can sell them rather than drop them. I feel like he's still going to be there after next week, at bare minimum. I mean, you can probably wait a week, but I think in a week you'll probably just drop these players anyway for him. Uh, Darnell Mooney, just neither of these players, I think they're, they're just in fantasy black holes at the moment. I don't think there's a single must start. Maybe DJ Moore, maybe DeAndre Hopkins if you're a three wide receiver and a flex. But there's really not many must starts in this the either of these offenses. Uh, Der- Derek Henry even losing snap, like somehow losing snaps. So it's really weird both of these offenses and neither one, you know, just completely inept quarterback play on both sides at the moment. So, uh, like I said, I think you could certainly, uh, you can hold on to these players for another week. You you know maybe consider adding a, a different player. You know, just look a little deeper on that waiver wire. Come back to Jamison Williams in a week, but. Yeah, I'm not I mean, losing sleep over putting. If you're three zero with those guys board. on your team, like I think you're not in a bad situation. You know, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if there's something out there, like again, like a Josh Palmer that we've mentioned, yeah, I would probably say to go re up with him rather than try to spend nothing and you know stash Jamison Williams. You know, who's just going to clog up a roster spot in the event you do have a big need for a, a big change, whether it be an injury or um, you know outlier production, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, I you can always drop him again, though, I suppose. You know, I wouldn't spend money on him <laughs> this week by any means. but No, no, no. Uh, no, but, um, you know, like I said, I I would wait a week, but I'm not, like, scared to put either of these guys on the waiver wire either. Uh, last but not least, Tyler Ramos from Twitter asks, help me settle a debate. Luke Musgrave or Michael Gallup, who has more fantasy points this season? That's a tough debate. Um, is the answer Luke Musgrave? Uh, I, that's a tough one. I mean, I prefer, I suppose I prefer Luke Musgrave just slightly based on the fact that I believe, um, you know, he provides a little bit more of a premium at the tight end position. He's somebody he's, that could. He's playing a lot of snaps. I mean, Michael Gallup, he was okay this week, but he had the same amount of targets as uh, Cook's. Is Brandon Cooks and Cooks play outplayed him by a fair amount of uh, snaps. So Luke Musgrave's just going to play a lot more football. I'll go his way. Luke Musgrave, eight targets, six receptions, 40, uh, 48 or 49 yards there. I see. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's gotten been a consistent part of the offense every week, over 75% of the snaps every single week so far. Yeah. Luke Musgrave is somebody that I'm not starting him as a top 12 tight end next week, but somebody certainly who could be entering that streaming conversation once bye weeks hit and you have to be very, very excited in your dynasty leagues. Justin, we'll begin to wrap it up here, my friend. It's always great doing these waiver wire shows. I believed we covered um, some of the best plays or you know, some of the more contentious ones, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there are some players we didn't talk about that I think are a little bit more obviously owned in dynasty leagues some of those being uh you know just going down the list here sam laporta obviously he's a budget breaker at the position at this point i would spend upwards of 50 to 70 percent 50 you know 50 percent of my fab budget probably to get sam laporta if he was still on he's still in 27 percent of sleeper leagues what was that I said, boom. I mean, that's still bold. That's a lot. You like, I mean, you went from the guy that was like disciplined and coordinated with his fob budget to like, just, let's just blow the load. Like, I feel like we just went to the mall and you just went yeah. shopping for shoes. Because every, I feel like I definitely prefer, like, love running backs. Like, I, I, I you know, Jerome Ford, somebody, you know, I would have, I, I was preaching sure. to spend a lot of money on. These yeah. running backs, once they think they have a lead role, Mostert, somebody I don't think ever belonged on waiver wires. That's crazy to begin with. Um, and Sam Laporta, man, I'm just pretty excited about it. I think he's almost – it's hard to rank him outside the top five tight ends even next week already. And uh, 
just given the tight end landscape the way it is, I think he's already a locked in starter. So, mm -hmm. you know, after a couple of weeks, I'm willing to get pretty aggressive on a couple of these guys. Most of them being, I don't believe they're on your waiver wires. Another reason why, you know, I would be offering Spencer much because they're probably on most fantasy rosters already. Um, yeah, looking at the rest here, Jordan Love, 67%, probably needs yeah. to start being considered being rostered, especially if you're a little shaky at the quarterback position. Zach Moss, budget breaker, I mean, that's oh, another gosh. guy. 50, you know, I, there's a risk Jonathan Taylor comes back, but I would still spend 50% on Zach Moss. You know, there's a certain... Who, who are you? What did you do with the Emerson Beery that I know? Spending fifty dollars plus on a guy that's going to be replaced in a week or two, I, he might. I, I think you know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Zach Moss still very valuable. Maybe you're right. I, it's just it's so tough to see what Jonathan Taylor's going to do. I keep going back and forth. You know, you see Jonathan Taylor for sure coming back. I don't know about for sure, but it could happen. That I mean, it, as long as you're not Deion Jackson, it looks like any of these guys should be able to run the ball. I mean, Zach Moss was all but written off after his time in Buffalo in Indy, give him another shot. Deion Jackson was playing, you know, okay at the end of last season, at least well enough to still be on the team this year. But, you know, seeing him just completely faded, not playing any snaps. And now Zach Moss gets like 30 carries. I think it's, I don't think it's maintainable. I, I think that the, that cost reflects of what you saw from him this week to play out as the every week narrative. And I don't believe that's going to be the case. Two, two at well, Still oh, available. Had had a big catch tonight. That was a near touchdown. Where I think we, you know he would definitely be having a big game tonight too. Uh, but yes, that was uh, he ended up stepping out of bounds. So Tutu Atwell available in thirty five percent of leagues. How much are you spending on Tutu if he's available? Uh, I mean, the time to spend big on him was last week. I don't know if you want to spend big on him this week. He only has one catch in this game. Uh, if he is still available somehow, I would, I don't know if I would get too aggressive. I mean, especially with this performance here, unless he finishes with a, a touchdown, if he can manage to, you know, you know, find the end zone or make another couple big plays here with 10 minutes left to play, you know, maybe there's something there, but I don't think you need to spend big on him after a down week like this. Uh, last one here, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, about 49% available oh. in leagues on sleeper. Uh, you know, just continuing to just chug along here, just eating this cereal, 16 carries, 80 yards, and added a reception for seven yards. Uh, you spending any budget a fab on Ezekiel Elliott this week? Out of principle, no, for what he's doing to Ramondre Stevenson. Out of principle, I can't support it, especially my hard-earned fob. I won't do it. <laughs> I'd spend 10, 10%, maybe five. Maybe. No, no. I'd spend 10%. Absolutely. It's ugly. It's, it's you're donating it's to corporate greed. It's a role. It's eh, yeah. I mean, he hasn't even played. It's a role. It's, yeah. it's Zeke Elliott on the terrible, terrible Patriots. I am. They are so lucky. They got to play Zach Wilson this week and not Aaron Rodgers. They would be Owen three Emerson. I mean, they are terrible, this team. The Patriots are awful. They've had some tough five ones. They fought the Eagles pretty tough. Uh, pretty tough. Two. What was what did they lose by? A bunch, I thought, still. <laughs> Come on. Or well, no, they battled, they battled back. They were down by a bunch. And then some they weird stuff back. happened because it's it's like literally like a preseason game for the for the Eagles. I don't really think they care too much about week one, but anyways, yeah, they stink, especially for fantasy. I mean, look what they've done to Ramondre Stevenson. He once adored, you know, first first round pick, maybe maybe second round pick in fantasy. Done. He's a turd now. Bill Belichick uh, I mean, turned him into a turd. I I hate to I I hate to say it. I was completely. I you know I I don't even feel the pain because I didn't have any Ramondre Stevenson to begin with. I never trust a New England running back, and the principle pays off more times than it doesn't. Um, so. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson was a completely – I was completely off of him as an RB1 this season and uh, haven't regretted it so far. So, Well, I certainly had a lot more Nick Chubb than I had of Ramondre, uh, but still, like, I like Ramondre as a player. I didn't have a lot of them, but, you know, it's at least to see, you know, exciting players play well, and that's what he is uh, when given the opportunity. I I don't understand why you sign Zeke Elliott off the couch for the, to take away carries from – Quite literally, 
your best offensive player, your best offensive asset, and you're just like, eh, you know what? We'll use him less, like a lot less. I think it's fun to have Ezekiel Elliott on the sideline. They, they, he, he, they see him eating cereal and they see his, you know, with his little half shirts and, you know, his, his you know, crazy little personality out there. I think it's, I think coaches want to give him carries. I think coaches, they see the physical builds. So I think they want to give him opportunities. And do you ever think, think Bill like leans over somebody's good. like, Hey, do you remember when, uh, you remember when Randy Moss had like, you know, 20, 20 touchdowns in my offense. You remember that? I'm about to do that with Zeke Elliott. And then he doesn't. Oh, Bill Belichick is uh, is arrogant. I've always said that. My God, Matthew Stafford has negative two fantasy points right now. It's good for me. It's good for me, Emerson. Doesn't sound good. like it's good for you. That's not good, is it? I have uh, I have him in a couple leagues, but all right. With that though, we'll get back to it here. Um, to end it, Justin, is there anything that you want to shout out coming up on the SGPN network? Uh, yeah, me and Andrew will be back on Wednesday night for our starter sit show. So be sure to tune in for that. I'll be on uh, this week in football on Jacob sports with Pat Callahan on Thursday night. You can find me on their network. Uh, other than that, you know, come and hang out with us in the fantasy lounge in the Sunday mornings. We're there doing, you know, extra breakdowns, last minute reports, injury updates, going over starter sit questions, anything you've got, we've got the answers for you. So come ride with us. And be sure to jump into the Discord and submit your questions for the waiver wire next week on our uh, Twitter uh, account, Reddit, Facebook, whatever. Uh, you can find us at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. And of course, we will be doing these waiver wire shows every Sunday night going forward. You can catch us during uh, you know the later Sunday night uh, football broadcast. Looking at the Rams here with the ball down. 16-9 to the Bengals will probably be finishing up that game as well. So, with and with that, we'll get off here. I'm hoping for a little better fantasy week here. I'm a little bit shell-shocked here after I'm looking at all my teams with Matthew Stafford here and all the matchups I'm projected now to lose because of that here. Just taking that in. Sorry, everybody. Uh Say a prayer for my fantasy football teams and a better week four. We'll sign off. You all have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much.